Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. I'm Jim. Thank you for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've entered our webpage, you can find links to our podcast, a link to our book, Got a Job, a link to our Boomers General Store, where you can find all things Baby Boomers, including our famous Baby Boomer Tales coffee mug, On my phone, I have Google Calendar. Now, I'm not advertising Google Calendar. It's just what I use. There's all kinds of calendar apps out there. But this one interacts with a lot of things I do, and so that's okay. It reminds me of appointments, holidays, when to file certain taxes and government reports. It reminds me of anniversaries and birthdays when to do a recurring task like changing the furnace filters every quarter, etc. you know. I have the same Google Calendar on my computer in my office and on my laptop when I go out of town. I use the one in the office when I want to enter something with great detail. I usually use my phone calendar, the app there, to just look at stuff. It'll throw a reminder at me, like the day before it'll email me that I have a certain task or birthday to remember or something. Also have a notification on my phone for an hour before I'm supposed to be somewhere or do something. It'll go off and just remind me just in case it slips through the cracks. I also have a calendar app on my phone that just tells me the date. So if I wanted to see what day of the week the 4th of July was in 1957, I can use that calendar and find it pretty quickly. You know, you never know when you need to know that kind of stuff. In my house, I have a calendar in my office of barns. Every month, you flip it over and there's a new picture of an old barn somewhere. That's pretty cool. I think my wife gave that to me for Christmas if I'm not mistaken. We had some friends that gave us cool calendars every year for Christmas, and this year they didn't, so my wife went and got me one of those. Now, this calendar is basically only for the pictures of the barns. I don't use calendars. I used to have a calendar on my desk, a desk pad that was a calendar, and every month, you know, I'd rip it off, but I'd write notes on there appointments I had and people I needed to see and tasks I needed to get done. This was before I really became dependent upon my phone app calendar and that was okay. I used to have a calendar out in the garage for when I gave the dogs their flea and tick medicine or things like that. Things pertaining to the great outdoors more than anything. But I'm dogless now, and I didn't replace that calendar. I'd have to go out and, you know, to a bank or something and find a calendar for that one out in the garage. And so those days are done. I'm dogless. That makes me sad. I had a grand dog come for the weekend last weekend, and that was fun. That was fun having a dog around here. Now, the grand dog got to come inside, you know. That's where she lives at home. And my dogs were never house dogs. 
neither were my cats. And so my wife had a little bit of an adjustment to make letting the dog in, but we gladly let her in. And she's no trouble at all, and I just have to go let her out. Since she's not a country dog, I kind of watch her while she's outside. What got me going on this calendar thing is my wife came and asked if I had a calendar she could have to keep track of her exercise routine or something like that. And of course I didn't, but I looked around just in case somebody or somewhere we got a calendar. You know, I get a couple in the mail, but I chucked all those this year from insurance agencies and whatever. So I said, no, I'm sorry. And so there's this one desk pad. It's not a calendar, but it's got the squares like you could use it for a calendar, which I never do. I just like a desk pad on my main desk that I sit at. So she asked if she could have one of those pages. You know, you just tear a page off. So I said yes, and she went down. Old Handy Kim, she went downstairs. Next thing I know, she came up, and there was this big picture frame. It's probably two and a half feet by two feet tall, and it was glass encased, and that calendar deal was in there and so she said she had dry erase marker and she said now I can just use this and over and over and I said you are so smart and she went no you're smart and I said no you're smart and she said no you're smart I'm only kidding there because she would never say I was smart she would never say that she used to say I was handsome but I can't remember the last time I heard that sometimes I'll walk up to her and ask her if I'm ugly yeah, so there you go. For our unusual fact this week, it is impossible to hum while holding your nose. And when I say holding your nose, that means squeezing both nostrils. Just try it. Impossible to hum. Holding your nose. <laughs> Our song of the week this week is Mac the Knife. Most of us think of the Bobby Darren's version. It was written by Kurt Weill and Bertolt Burchette in 1928 for the Three Penny Opera. Now the reason I'm doing this, I just thought Mac the Knife, you know, da 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 da, all that was pretty cool. So we do the song of the week. And once I started studying this out, I said, oh me, oh my. And I started thinking about it. And you know, we all think we know the lyrics to songs and we sing along with the song and whatever. And I started thinking, I don't think I ever really knew the lyric of the song. Something about his teeth and Mac the knife. And I always kind of had a shark standing up there because the shark's teeth. But he looked like Charlie Tuna with sunglasses singing and snapping his fins, you know. I just thought it was a happy song. Well, it's not. This song sings about a knife-wielding criminal in London who many think they were singing about Jack the Ripper. Louis Armstrong made it a hit in 1955 and Bobby Darren in 1959. Everybody loved this song, including me. I thought it was cool. I'm doing a song of a week about it. The original version's character was cruel and sinister, and his crimes included murder and worse. 
you can just imagine. I was going to leave these lyrics out, but I think I'll, I'll give you a couple lyrics of it. Now on the sidewalk, Sunday morning, lies a body oozing life. Someone sneaking round the corner. Could that someone be? Yeah. From now on, I'll listen to the lyrics a little closer on some of these songs that I like. I'm always doing lyrics to songs. You can catch those on our Facebook page. I put the lyrics down and I enter them and I put who sings it, who wrote it, who it's published by, who owns the copyright to it, all that stuff. Sometimes a little history of the song. That's on our Facebook page, Baby Boomer Tales. But I never in my wildest imagination, never, never in my wildest imagination. <sighs> okay. Now for something a little happier. I'm sorry I was downer there on old Mac the Knife. Who'd have thunk it? When I was a kid in my little hometown in north central Colorado, in the middle of the heart of the Rocky Mountains up there, 8,000 feet above sea level, we didn't have Google calendars back then, but there were two calendars everybody in town wanted. Absolutely everybody in my little hometown wanted these two calendars. First was the Trading Post calendar. That calendar featured cowboys. So January might have this cowboy or a couple cowboys trying to fix a fence. February, maybe they were riding down an old dirt road in a pickup truck. There's always some funny little saying, you know. March might have had them trying to fix the corral. April... Maybe they were trying to brand a cow and the cows branding them. You never know. They were always funny, great. These cowboys, cartoon characters. It was always like a brown calendar, a tan, tannish with brown letters and Trading Post logo and funny cowboys. It was a great one. The other calendar was what we called the birthday calendar. It had everybody's in town's birthday on it. You know, on the day when you looked at May, my birthday would have been on calendar. Also, it had people's anniversary. I remember every year somebody would call and check on us, make sure there was nothing new, like a grandchild for my parents. Of course, all of his kids were young, so they wouldn't have grandchildren, but, you know, or a new baby. So new events that they could put on the birthday calendar. Every year we'd get a call. I think it was Jerry always called us. Either my mom or my dad would tell him, Jerry, nothing's changed this year. And Jerry would say something like, well, I knew it didn't, but it's my job to contact you, make sure. My dad say, tell Betty Joe hello for us. Jerry go, tell Maxine hi. And he'd call the next person on his list. That birthday calendar is very important. You could tell whose birthday was on that day or anniversary. You could see him on the street say, Happy birthday, Francis. Or, Happy anniversary, Alvy. Tell Kay, Happy anniversary for me. It was something that tied the community together. Either the Kiwanis or the JCs or the Masons or somebody did that calendar every year for a fundraiser. It was very, very popular. It hung up in everybody's in town's home. I think they gave we a one. You know, couldn't hardly wait. About the middle of December, here it comes. And as soon as January 1st came around, you'd hang it up, take the old one down. There's always a picture of somebody's home, 
or some store in town or the park or the train depot or something like that, you know. It was a wonderful thing. It was always black and white, never a colored picture or anything on it. It was one of those cherished things, one of the most important things that you look forward to the first of the year. Just as soon as Christmas is over, you want to put that new calendar up. Today, I have important people in my life, their birthdays or anniversaries in my calendar, like I said. But I also have a spreadsheet with a lot of birthdays and anniversaries. And for people that have passed on now, I even have their date of death. My mom and dad shows their birthday and their graduation day. Graduation? Graduating into glory. Graduating to be with Jesus, our friend. As I sit and think about that little town and all the special little nuances that it had, that just don't leave me that just stay with me, that I have the honor and the privilege of sharing with you. It kind of brings a tear to my eye to think that things like that just don't occur anymore. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some little bitty town somewhere that they still are putting out that birthday calendar. Maybe that little town you can walk down the street and know everybody you meet on the sidewalk. Drive down the main street. Just keep a couple fingers raised as you're waving to the cars you meet. Maybe that town still has a full-service gas station where they check your oil and check your tires. All is right with the world. Maybe the grocery store offers you a box to put your groceries in. Maybe the drugstore has a soda fountain in it. Maybe there's still a pool hall. Maybe they still pledge allegiance to the flag and stop for traffic when there's a funeral procession. Somewhere out there, I know that stuff still happens. The little town I live so close to that is our mailing address. Well, we live three and a half miles away. But every 4th of July, every Memorial Day, the flags line the streets of the main street and the residential streets. People know each other and are kind to each other and go out of the way to help each other. America still has that in her. And if you don't live in America, I'm sure there's places like that wherever you are. The spirit of kindness and trust have not gone away, but they have been under attack. Do your part and be kind. It's taken the high road in life that you'll never have to look back with regret. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.